welcome to Crosstalk on the CGMRadio.com network, where we bring together the hosts of the CGM Radio Network to talk about the hottest, most pressing issues of the day. With me, Bob Siegel from The Bob Siegel Show, Jim Barrier from Since You Asked, I'm Ryan Holland, founder of CGM Radio and host of World News Brief, Bob and Jim. Welcome back to Crosstalk. Good to be back. Always enjoying getting with you guys. It's always a stimulating conversation. Isn't it, though? Stimulating. And I heard the show you guys did last week. Excellent. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Jim and I were really worried if just the two of us could fill up an hour. I'm... <laughs> yeah. it, it didn't sound all that hard. <laughs> no, it was. We were. We actually, we went I'm sitting over. there going, boy, my absence is keenly missed on this show. Yeah. <laughs> We were like, what, what are we? We're, we're just thinking the whole time, if only Bob were here to fill in oh, all of these yeah. gaps. Bob, we're here to save the day. Just, wow. <laughs> what I know is that between the three of us and any of our other cohorts that we mix in, um, it's not hard to fill up an hour really fast because uh, we all have opinions. Somebody could show us the ingredients from the back of a chewing gum wrapper and we'd have two <laughs> hours to fill talking about it. <laughs> we could we could run with that. Uh, In fact, if, did you notice? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so basically, we're just we're all saying we all have really big mouths. Um, but there, there's well. there, there's someone else, actually, who has kind of a big mouth, but I like his big mouth quite a bit and he put his big mouth to very good use gentlemen today on on the floor of the u.s senate taking on the man that in my estimation is perhaps one of the greatest threats to our constitutional republic since uh, jefferson davis perhaps of of the confederacy this uh, this man has just been uh, like a, a little dictator trying to dictate every little thing we do without any regard to the Constitution. Let's jump in, gentlemen, if you don't mind, and listen to one of my favorite senators, Senator Rand Paul, as he takes on this particular individual. Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. Section 1001 of the U.S. Criminal Code creates a felony and a five-year penalty for lying to Congress. On your last trip to our committee on May 11th, you stated that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And yet, gain-of-function research was done entirely in the Wuhan Institute by Dr. Xi and was funded by the NIH. I'd like to ask unanimous consent to insert into the record the Wuhan virology paper entitled Discovery of a Rich Gene Pool of Bat SARS-Related Coronaviruses. Please deliver a copy of the journal article to Dr. Fauci. In this paper, Dr. Xi credits the NIH and lists the actual number of the grant that she was given by the NIH. In this paper, she took two bat coronavirus genes, spike genes, and combined them with a SARS-related backbone to create new viruses that are not found in nature. These lab-created viruses were then to shown to replicate in humans. These experiments combine genetic information from different coronaviruses that infect animals but not humans to create novel artificial viruses able to infect human cells. Viruses that in nature only infect animals were manipulated in the Wuhan lab to gain the function of infecting humans. This research fits the definition of the research that the NIH said was subject to the pause in 2014 to 2017, a pause in funding on gain of function. But the NIH failed to recognize this, defines it away, and it never came under any scrutiny. Dr. Richard E. Bright, a molecular biologist from Rutgers, described this research in Wuhan as, the Wuhan lab used NIH funding to construct novel chimeric SARS-related coronaviruses able to infect human cells and laboratory animals. This is high-risk research that creates new potential pandemic pathogens, potential pandemic pathogens that exist only in the lab, not in nature. This research matches, these are Dr. Ebright's words, this research matches, indeed epitomizes, the definition of gain-of-function research done entirely in Wuhan, for which there was supposed to be a federal pause. 
Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, yeah, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. So what was, let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its yeah. transmissibility to humans, right. you're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. Let's okay, you get NIH. one person. Let's read from the NIH definition of gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals and they increase their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function. It is not. It's a dance and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for four million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. Well, gentlemen. <laughs> I, I have just one thing to say. Senator Paul, you, you have no idea what you're talking about. I'm telling you, I'm so sick of this guy. I was sick of him even when I thought he had moral scruples. I was sick of him even when I thought he was sincere. I was sick of him even before he got caught with all this scandal because I never voted for him. I did not vote for him, and yet he's been running our country for the last year and a half. And that bumbling baboon president that we have right now is going to just eat out of his hand and do anything he says. This is why I've been calling him Fausti for uh, a long time now. I think he doesn't have a soul because he sold it. Um, and, you know, one thing about Paul Ryan, he does his homework. And, right. I mean, he's, he's reading statistics. He's, giving, he's quoting things. And, and all Fausti can say is, you don't know what you're talking about, which could be doublespeak. Maybe it's scarier than has even been revealed. Maybe he's saying, you don't have any idea what you're up against here. I mean, seriously, it, this is crazy stuff. Well, I'm no doctor, but it sounded to me like he was admitting that they were figuring out a way to take viruses that transmute to animals and, and transmute them to human beings. But he was just saying, technically, that doesn't fit the definition that you're fishing for. And I'm going BFD at this point. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, and that's just playing semantics. And that, that's a typical politician way of getting around something is, you know, remember, uh, it depends on what is is you right. that with, with uh, Bill Clinton, you know, they, they, they just going to twist things around and, and hope to confuse people. But I'm not too uh, confused uh, smoked, about but I didn't inhale. What well, you know, yeah. looking at that video, what it appeared to me that Fauci was doing is that he was yeah. giving a big sound bite to CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, and so forth when he when he declared so uh, so virulently that Rand Paul did not know what he was doing. This guy is, he is a political animal, and for the proof of that is this is a story on Breitbart where Fauci came out and he said that uh, that smallpox wouldn't have been eradicated if we had Fox News false information. So he's... Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, this was on C CNN. He goes on CNN and says things like that. And that's what he just... He knew. He, and what's really ironic is half the people, if not more than half the people at Fox, have sold out on this stuff anyway. Yeah. Sean Hannity's been encouraging people to wear the mask. I mean, so... Yeah, it's just really easy to blame Fox News. Fox News is getting more and more mainstream right now anyway. They really are. I, uh, yeah. There's a it, few notable exceptions, but it's kind of like the uh, Supreme Court. You know, what I thought at one time was a, a solidly conservative base has, has been eroding. But, you know, here's this deal. He, he admits that they, they were taking a virus that, and you know, I'm confused with the language. You know, it works on animals, but not humans. But don't most leftists and Dar Darwinists think that humans are animals? I don't know. Uh, but isn't that really borderline close, scary close 
to it sounded like a rich, witch's brew developing a vampire with the bats and i mean yeah, it was yeah but if you why would you do stuff. that why would you want to create a virus that could infect humans that that it sounds like weaponizing to me yeah i can't think of any reason that they were in there doing that other than to come up with a new weapon yeah, and we know that in 2012, there's very clear video of Dr. Fauci before either uh, the House or the Senate testifying that gain-of-function research is worth the the possibility of creating a pandemic. Uh, this- uh, Ryan, I uh, never said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, Dr. Uh, Dr. Fauci, you're just wrong, Dr. Fauci. You're just you don't know what you're talking about, Dr. Fauci. You don't know. That that Yeah, well, well if I don't know what I'm talking about, then why am I so popular? I, well, you know what? I don't like the sound of <laughs> your voice, Dr. Fauci, okay? Yeah, it, it, it uh it's screeching in my ears. Uh so now here's the deal. Uh, you know, you 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 have this this 4-minute uh, uh conversation and CNN and MSNBC and the mainstream media, they're going to edit it and they're only going to take out the part they like. So they're going to take out the part that makes Fauci look good. And uh, yeah, the headline will be Rand Paul doesn't know what he's talking about. That'll be well, and they won't, he won't he won't get a word in yeah. because he doesn't say anything stupid. Yeah. Well, and the parts where Rand Paul really had him running and scared will be omitted from YouTube sooner yeah, or later. I'm, I'm amazed that that video is still up, even though yeah. it's very, very recent. Well, and oh, let me wow. just reiterate the part that Rand Paul said against and CNN yeah. and MSNBC aren't going to. And Rand to. Paul's a doctor, we should say. Yeah, this is Dr. Right. Rand Paul. Right. This is not This is Not, not just some hick Republican senator from Kentucky. Right. So, uh, it's, so he said again, these lab-created viruses within to, uh, to sh- shown to replicate in humans. These experiments combine genetic information from different coronaviruses that infect animals, but not humans, to create novel artificial viruses able to infect human cells. Viruses that, in nature, only infect animals were manipulated in the Wuhan lab to gain the function of infecting humans. This research fits the definition of the research that the NIH said was subject to the pause in 2014 to 2017, a pause in funding on gain of function. But the NIH failed to recognize this, defines in a way, and it never came under any scrutiny. I mean, it seems pretty yeah. clear that they were that they were involved in this gain of function research. But but of course, you know, he has to cover his tail. And as we've talked about before, the uh, you know. It's this kind of stuff was also happening uh, not just directly through the NIH, which is what Rand Paul was bringing to light in the Senate hearing, but also that they funded Echo Health Alliance, who then funded gain of function research in uh, in Wuhan as well. And that's where the NationalPulse.com they've done uh, Natalie Winters they've done an incredible job of documenting all of that very painstakingly over the past few months. And so uh, this is this, but he look he's the darling of the media. He is the darling of the Democrat Party, uh, the Uniparty, the uh, demo-communist party that's attempting to uh, gain more and more power and and pull out uh, the rug of our constitutional republic from under us. Uh, and so this is the guy. I mean, he's not. It doesn't look like he would be going anywhere. I don't know what would have to happen for Fauci to go anywhere. It really wouldn't matter what was in what was uncovered if it was completely and totally proved. That he that he lied to Congress and even the media. Oh, they they could prove that he was a card carrying Nazi, and it would not matter. Yeah, it would be called a Jewish conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, it seems to start off with Paul's uh, emphasis is that you lied to Congress, and and that's a crime. And and so his his only response is, "I never lied. I never lied." Um, and I'm sorry. I sometimes I just have to. Uh, be the negative person here, but how many times now in the last 20 years or more have we had bold-faced liars uh, get caught in their lies and still deny it, and somehow or other the American people just look the other way? Uh, I mentioned Mr. Clinton not long ago. He, he stared in the camera, pounded his fist on the podium, and said, I did not have sex with that woman, and we all know that he did, and he and lied. Yet- he, he later on he said, "Well, technically and legally, it wasn't sexual intercourse. That was how he got around it." 
Yeah, well, you know what? Nobody's buying that. Nobody's buying that. And, uh, you know, so, you know, he was a liar. Uh, Hillary has lied and lied and lied. And, 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 you know, I think there's no accountability anymore. People can just get right up there and lie to further their agenda. And, and our it, current president scary. has lied more oh, than gosh. both Clintons and Fauci put together. And he doesn't seem to be clever enough to realize how obvious his lies are sometimes. And, and but th that's my point with this whole thing is that the guy's lying, but who's going to do anything about it? Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, Rand Paul is trying to do something about it, but you know, we'll see if there's any any kind of ramification from this. Uh, I don't think that Fausti is going to do any time or pay any fine. Uh, and you know, the old line, if, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. He didn't, he's not worried about paying for his. Well, you can always tell when somebody's lying, when they change their position and they explain why, but they give more than one reason yeah, because yeah. originally he was saying we didn't need the masks. He was just emphatic about that. Except if you try to play those on YouTube and Facebook, they might get taken down. Yeah. And when it, when asked to explain why he's now saying we need them, the first thing he said was, well, we have new information that we didn't have back then. But then he says, well, I was trying to protect the masks in the hospital. I didn't want the supply to run out. Those are two completely contradictory answers. And yeah. he gave both of them just to see which one would float better. Yeah. And yeah. that's where it's the new now with politicians which Fauci is. He doesn't. Yeah, call he really is. Fauci. Oh, he's at. Well, when That's he's appeared, he he's appeared with Democrats at political yeah, functions before. Yeah. We know what he is and we know what that what that was yeah, and what he was. And doing I'm there. sorry. I know that I think one of Trump's weaknesses is he's a little too trusting. Trump always felt I need to get the best around me. So they he was told this this guy's the top in this field. Yeah. You need to work with. Fauci. And so Trump trusted him. But now it, but it was a mistake. But yeah. you could see that Trump was regretting that. That was very apparent. Yeah. As the week, really right away as the weeks wore well, on. Well, President Trump had a singular talent of surrounding himself with his <laughs> enemies. I mean, perhaps more yeah. than any other president in American history. It's, it's truly galling when you step back and think about the number of people in his cabinet that were attempting to undermine him, even uh, uh, Mr. White Rage, uh, General Milley himself. Yeah, even the generals. Yeah, yeah, uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, who was undermining Trump and wouldn't back Trump up and w was even uh, and some very recent stuff about Milley. That's I don't know if we want to get into Milley or not, but he's just a, a, an example of of many. And, and it's unfortunate. And I think that, you know, back to Fauci, I mean, he's really going to be around. He is not going anywhere unless somehow, some way, the Republicans or Republican president could get back into power. I don't know if that's possible. But when they're when the Republicans are in power, they're absolutely worthless. We had well, the House, we had yeah. the Senate, we had the presidency, and this House and Senate that kept trying to overturn Obamacare, once they had a president who they knew would sign their bills overturning it, we had the famous maverick John McCain get up there and give his thumbs down when he had just gotten reelected and campaigned on overturning, on overturning Obamacare. Obamacare. It is it is truly amazing. How, however, if the if the MAGA movement is successful and the MAGA movement, of course, is not the patriot, this patriot party that kind of fizzled up and, and died away. The MAGA movement is the idea of of actually decent MAGA candidates winning these primaries through Donald uh, Donald Trump's endorsement and then going on to win elections, that to me, I step back and go, okay, maybe there's a possibility if something like that were to happen and then where you truly have kind of these America first MAGA, MAGA people that are in office and, and somehow uh, Trump coming back in office in 2024 or maybe a Ron DeSantis or something like that then possibly there could be a shift in the Republican Party and we could see something decent like a Fauci being fired. And and I don't know. So that's that's my thinking in that regard. But but it, everything is in flux. I don't even know if it's possible that uh, that you never know. I was reading an article in American Thinker where they're like, I mean, do you, it would it be possible that the Democrats actually um not steal the 2022 election because it's very difficult to do because of how uh, decentralized it is with so many so many elections. But would they? 
you know, because under the law, they can uh, they can suspend elections in case of quote national emergencies. And they can they can change the law. They can disobey the law. They they did it in our last election. What makes anybody yeah. think they won't do it again in twenty twenty two? That's my fear. Yeah, centralized yeah. or not, they're trying to change the laws for all states. By the way. I was watching one of my favorite movies the other day, Braveheart, and two things occurred to me. One was we need to do a whole show on Braveheart <laughs> these days <laughs> because I've seen it a gazillion times, but something stood out that I'd never n- noticed this analogy before. I'm sure both of you are probably familiar with the movie, but in this movie, we have this one guy, William Wallace, and yeah. He's trying to win their independence from Britain. And you have these Scottish lords who are being politicians and they have property in England and vested interest in England. And they're constantly putting their fingers out to the wind. And there's toward the end of the movie, there's this battle sequence where the Scottish lords have made a deal with King Longshanks and they betrayed uh, William Wallace. And you Mm. see this evil smile on their faces as they turn their horses and just leave the battlefield and desert him at the flank. And I'm looking at that and I'm saying to myself, that's what the GOP did to Donald Trump on yeah, January 6th. That's that is even one of his comparison. big supporters, Lindsey Graham says enough is enough. I hate that phrase. Enough is enough because it's self-righteous, sanctimonious gobbledygook from people that are compromising, but they try to make it look like somebody else is compromising. Anyway, just wanted to say that I had, I had never noticed that that scene in Braveheart before, but it just shows you. And of course that's just a movie and there's a lot of Hollywood and exaggeration and legend, but just the movie at its face, it said a lot about human nature. Yeah. That's a great comparison, Bob. Um, and, and, but as you were speaking, you know, you said enough is enough, but that's also part of the problem. Uh, when people get power that seems to have no limit, there's never enough power. And when they get money, there's never enough money. And so enough isn't enough. When Not for get them. That, it's just always yeah. enough for the person that they're trying to advance. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's been part of the problem. It was part of the problem of you know, of, of Trump's, uh, I won't say downfall, but the, the, the betrayal by the rhinos and others that, that didn't back him. And uh, some of the things we've seen, some incidents in this, the current Supreme Court and other places where, you know, we were hoping to see a more conservative trend. When people get power and money, you just can't compete with that. And, you know, I wonder how much uh, money Fauci has that isn't disclosed. I wonder what's in his pockets. You know what? I wouldn't even care. As far as I'm concerned, he can have all the money he wants if he would just leave. Just but, leave. Yeah. Leave the but country. But he's too valuable to. He's down. too valuable to that side, and so that's what I'm saying. You know, they made him into. Thought, they made him into God. Is what they've done. He is. Yeah. He is their religion. Well, and he views himself as God. I mean, he says. I mean, essentially, questioning me is questioning. Yeah, science. questioning me is questioning yeah. science. It, and there's unreal. women that wear Fauci underwear. I mean, yeah, the guy's viewed uh, as God. Okay, and and I think it's important, and I want to go back to the GOP betrayal for just a second. It's very important that people understand. And Bob and Jim, if you guys want to comment on this, that, that would be great. But it is very important that if you are going to give money to a political cause, let's say you want to support a candidate, do not give it to the GOP. Do not give it to the NRSC. Do not give it to all these enormous PACs. They raised, the GOP raised tens of millions of dollars off the Stop the Steal effort. Remember that? In November, in December, help us stop the steal, give us money, and, and all of this. And they ended up doing nothing. And not only nothing, but they ended up like what you're saying, Bob, uh, the Scottish lords, the American lords, the GOP lords turned their backs and left. Uh, his uh, Trump's inner circle abandoned him uh, and did everything possible that they could to stop him from fighting this thing. And it's very important. Give, don't give your money to PACs. Give your money to individual candidates that you believe in, that you yes. trust. That is extremely 
important because the I mean the it's you're essentially you're giving when you're giving money I believe to the GOP to all these big packs these traditional big packs um, you're I think you're just flushing it down the toilet because ultimately when it counts and boy it counted gentlemen it counted November fourth what the GOP yeah. did it we yeah. all saw the election stolen right before our eyes and yeah. they and they folded and they tucked tail and they ran they did everything uh they could and did not support trump's fight in this so um that's all i wanted to say and and again they're sitting yeah. on like 50 million dollars and i got a letter from rona mcdaniel uh just, oh, about a week after january Mitt romney's niece that one yeah and it was and i had liked her while she was campaigning i know me too it was a form letter obviously it wasn't yeah. sent to me personally it had my name on it i actually wrote her back not believing for a second that she'd ever read it maybe one of her handlers would but just to give it a little more play i made a whole podcast out of it and i just explained why the gop is not getting one dime from me ever again because of yeah. what they did with trump unless they wanted to do some public repentance and go back and declare that election a fraud but it's, it's a long time ago so i don't remember everything i said but it was i did a whole podcast called a a, a letter to the chair of the gop and that's my feeling. They they don't deserve one dime from us right now. Yeah, they really don't. I, and I, I, I say that very aware that I, I don't want the Democrats to win either. I've never been in favor of third parties because they don't work. They divide the conservatives. So I feel very torn because the GOP does not deserve to win the midterms. But the alternative is the Democrats. Oh, you know, so, you and, I've, and look, and I've said this before, I will take a rhino over a communist any day. Yeah, it's you, the I will still know? vote the lesser of two evils, but they're not getting my money. Yeah. That it, I'm not going to do. Yeah. You know, I think we need to change that phrase. We've been using that phrase. I've been using the lesser of two evils since the first time I voted when I was 18. <laughs> and and a man who was an influence in my life uh, was talking about that. Of course, he, what he said was sometimes you have to vote for the lesser of two liberals. But uh, <laughs> so, so I've been at this a long time, but uh we need to stop saying the lesser of two evils and realize we're talking about the greater of two evils. Mm. Well, but then at least say we don't want to vote for the greater of two evils. No, no. But what I'm saying is we we've been we're thinking about it backwards. Well, it's the lesser of two evils, and, yeah. and we need to realize no, it's frightening how evil the greater of two evils is, and how much evil there is in that institution. Now I'm, I'm going to start sounding like a '60s protester again here, but uh, I, I don't trust any of them. They're, you know, there are a handful of people and I listen to them and they say things and then they act accordingly. It's a very, very short list. But for the most part, I don't trust Washington, D.C. anymore. I don't trust. Uh, it's the best system we can come up with, but it isn't working. The system is broken. And, and that's, you know, Trump got elected on that saying the system is broken. And uh, I don't know what the solution is other than, you know, what my punchline is going to be at the end of the ah, show. Are you going to say that again, <laughs> Jim, every time? Every man. time. Well, it's my Pastor. hobby horse, but it's actually more of uh, a passion for me. or, or it's, it's my commitment to my whole worldview has to come back somewhere to the providence of God yeah. and the move of God. Uh, but I'm, I'm jumping the gun here a little. Well, you're, uh, th there's no I'm question. I'm fine with that, Jim, as long as we're talking about the real God and not Lord Fauci. Oh, well, you know, uh, the, that guy, I'm just so tired of that guy. I don't know how long, you know, he may be able to get away with it for a long time until we get somebody in place that can remove him, replace him. But uh, it, it, to me, it's almost laughable, except that it's tragic that that people even take him seriously. The guy's flip-flops so many times, he changes his tune on everything, and he just goes with whatever he thinks well, and, people want to hear. And, and let me address the whole noble lie thing, where he lied about the mask in order to protect all of us. A at that point, if he's already admitted that he lied to the American people, the yeah. why in the world should we trust him when he says before Congress, I did not lie. Why should we trust, really, at this point, any? what if he's telling all these noble lies right now because right. he know it helps the Democrat Party, and the Democrat Party are basically involved in a, in a Maoist 
style communist revolution here in this country. And so I'll say what I have to say as the most renowned epidemiologist, you know, in, in the universe, say what I have to say, lie how I have to lie in, in order to uh, help this uh, revolution fully yeah. happen. So at this point, ladies and gentlemen, he's already admitted to us that he's lied to us. Um, and so we really have no reason to trust anything he says at, at this point. He broke I mean, he broke, he should have at least completely broken his trust with the American people. Well, and, and it's not just him. You watch, Ryan, in a few years, maybe even less than that, all the Democrats that are swearing up and down a totem pole that there was no election fraud will openly admit that they cheated because it's all coming out. It was really out back in November. Who are we kidding? But it's yeah. coming out to more people's satisfaction now. They're going to come out eventually and they're going to change their narrative and they're going to say, yeah, of course we cheated. Donald Trump is a Hitler. Wouldn't you have cheated to get Hitler out of office? Right. And they're going to shamelessly admit it. Jim and I were talking about this the other day. A few years ago, you called a Democrat a socialist. They were insulted. You were a white right wing extremist for saying that you were into fear mongering. You were overly paranoid. Now they revel in the term socialist so what they're calling a lie today they revel in tomorrow and we are going to see them openly admit that they cheated and got trump out of office and they're going to wear it as a badge of honor mark my words i agree I guarantee uh -huh. you that's going to happen I, I agree i've said that from the beginning i've said that yeah. very same thing from the beginning they won't be able to contain it they pull guys they pulled it off i mean you got to admit they did a pretty good job of, of pulling it off. I like you, like you, like yeah, to say, Yeah, with Jim. some help from the weak-ankled Republicans, sure they did. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe some help also from the Chinese Communist Party. Who, oh, yes. Yeah, for <laughs> which Mike Lindell is going to be exposing that. And look, the, we, these audits are not slowing down. And this is something I was thinking about, too, gentlemen, is that— uh, we're, we're, we're really blessed to be in the United States. And one of the reasons why is even though a presidential election was stolen, I think probably many other seats, congressional seats, Senate seats, what is going on right now? We're, we are, at least as of now, the Army hasn't, General Milley hasn't uh, declared his wokeness and shut it down yet. Not um, yet. They're talking about not it. Not yet. Though. But the Arizona audits... The Arizona audit has been going on. There are now people that are working to do election audits in all 50 states, even the non-swing states, even like Texas or West Virginia. They're wanting to I do I can't audits. wait till they come to California. I'll bet a real Democrat hasn't won an election here in the last 10 years, and we uh, just never knew. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's it's even it's definitely possible that Trump won California. So, uh, but, but I think it's... I think we should kind of count our blessings in that this is even going on. Like in communist China and some of these other countries, there's no way anything like this would go on. Now, again, it's possible that they won't be allowed to go on, but they have been going on. They are going on. They're spreading like wildfire. And if you've got audits going in all 50 states, I don't think you're going to be able to send in the military to go in and stop all of them. We're really, really blessed that this stuff is happening, that Mike Lindell is doing what, what he's doing with exposing the the machines and the packet captures and how, how China stole the election on election night. This stuff is happening. I, you know, I don't know what the end result of it is going to be. I, I readily admit, but it, I think it's pretty amazing that it's happening at all. And I thank God. I thank God for that. And we at yeah. least know what our job is. Uh, Daniel and his friends were prisoners. They were in Babylon. Yeah. We had someone like Fauci. His name was King Nebuchadnezzar. He put up a statue insisting that you bow down and call that statue God at threat of your life. If you didn't do it, they had no power at all. Politically, they had their trust and faith in God. They refused to bow down to the statue. And guess what? A couple of years later, Nebuchadnezzar gets converted. God had his way with him. The guy went mad, was out in the meadow thinking he was a cow eating grass and finally gave his life over to the Lord. So you never know what can happen, but we have got to be faithful. This is why I keep coming back to this. I'm much more concerned about what's going on in our churches than anywhere else, because what God does for our nation or doesn't do for our nation is going to depend on whether we have pastors taking a stand or pastors compromising it and shrouding it in spirituality and saying, you know what? Concern right now. 
You know what, Bob, let me take a minute to address that because that is in my wheelhouse. And uh, I've had for years now great concern about the shallowness of the message of the church at large. And we'll, I'll just say, even within the, so many different things, but people who name the name of Christ, they say, we're Christians and we believe the Bible. Um, and yet the, the shallowness, uh, the lack of grasp of Christian basics, that would be reading the Bible, knowing the Bible, studying it, understanding it. Uh, prayer. Prayer has become very shallow. Uh, in in my experience now, and I'm basing this on you know now I pastored for 40 years, but in since my retirement from the last church I was at, I've been able to visit a number of churches, and and it's it's kind of like um, living on a diet of cotton candy. Uh, you know, there's you don't hear people praying with uh, prevailing prayer. You know, get some of those books out by E. M. Bounds. Have you ever heard any? Uh, read anything by oh, Ian yeah. Downs? I have, yeah. You know, th- those kind of things. Reading, you know, uh, studying uh, revival history. Learn, read biographies of some of the great men and women of church history and what the price they paid and the things that they have done. And we've we've done some shows concerning these things, but uh, basically, there's just too much. Uh, go to church because it's a social thing, and we can connect, and we can have coffee. Um, but there's not a lot of sacrifice. Uh, there's not a lot of depth, even like I remember seeing 40, 50 years ago, uh, when I first became a believer and I, I saw people, uh, you know, all night prayer meetings, things like that, people fasting and praying, uh, people teaching Bible studies, in-depth Bible studies, which by the way, Bob, I know you're a part of Skyline Church. You're still at Skyline, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and that's where I became a believer, and we had some of the greatest Bible teachers in that church, and I think I, I, I credit those men for laying a foundation for me that has uh, enabled me to endure and, and keep, keep the faith and keep following Christ because I was taught, you know, solid, solid principles out of the scriptures. And so there's just things like that seems to have uh, really become harder and harder to come by within the church experience. Now, I know that there are pockets around. There are people that are really pressing in, people that are trying to, uh, you know, bring about change and reform. And we talk, uh, almost every time we talk, I talk about the need for revival or genuine spiritual renewal. And I think there are people that are pursuing that. And, and uh, But we need more of it. And I, I have spoke several times for different pro-life groups. Uh, it kind of gets a foot in the door, and I am pro-life. We're, we're clear about that. But I always say judgment begins in the house of God, not in the White House. And, and uh, we need to be aware of that, that there needs to be change in the church first, from the pulpit to the pew. I sound like Leonard Ravenhill. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that, to me, that's what really needs to happen. And that means repentance. That means that means pastors need to get up and confess the dumb things they're doing. You know, I just I just just read a story today, and then it was tragic. You know, and it was there were it was two celebrities. One was an athlete, and the other was an entertainer. And and she had an affair. She and she had an affair with her pastor. You know, high profile guy. And these things ought not be so, brethren. Mm. Uh, so, okay, that's my rant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks yeah. for your time. Hey, hey, we were going to a church for a little while, and we had left it, but then we find out later, it was a, it was a smaller church, too, that uh, the yeah. pastor had had an affair with this intern of his or something. I guess him and this girl were just working really close yeah. together, and, and, it's, and yeah. it's this kind of stuff that, uh, yeah, uh, these things way ought to not be so. It's way too common, probably much more than we realized. Yeah, yeah. So, but even so then, if that, if that was repented of and confessed, I'd give a lot of grace. These days, we're being told that certain sins are not sins, and yeah, I think that's yeah. even more dangerous. Yeah, that, and that's what I'm talking about. We, we gloss it over. Um, there's hardly anything that anybody, you know, I have a, a pastor friend, he's out in your state, Bob, out in California, and he said, I think 
pastors need to quit talking about sin and start talking about love. Oh my. And I, I, I called him out on her. I said, you can't talk about one without talking about the other because sin is the absence of love and love is the absence of sin. But well, he and, and the Bible is so words. clear that the ultimate act of love from God to this world was becoming a man and dying for our what? Our sin. Exactly. How do you separate the two of them? Oh, I told you, you know, the angel said to Joseph, call him Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. And that's not the message that people are talking about. You know, you ask people if they're safe from this. They say, well, I don't have to go to hell now. No, or, he wants to save you from your selfishness, from your sin, from the thing that produces the ultimate. Uh, it's the fulfillment of, of, of Timothy that. In the latter days, people will yeah. have itching ears and yeah. go out and look for doctrines that suit their own fancies. I think we're in that right now. I really do. And, I, and again, I'm not saying that, that this is the last day. I don't, I don't predict things like no, that, but, but, but those signs are definitely Well, the us. Bible says we've been in the last days since Pentecost. So yeah. whenever those days are, those things are happening. Well, do you right guys now. think it's interesting at all that we're coming up to the 2000th anniversary of the death and resurrection of Jesus. If like historians say Jesus died and rose from the dead in like 30 AD. And and it's also interesting uh, that the Wycliffe Bible translators have said they'll have the Bible translated in pretty much like every language on earth by then as well. So I don't know. I just think, I just think it's interesting. Well, number one, do you guys think that's interesting? And number two, do you think the church should do like a big, like, bimillennial, you know, celebration of the well, death I'm with and resurrection. The bimillennial celebration, I'm with you on that. I tend to not read too much into these cyclical yeah. things. I've seen a lot of prophecies, particularly when uh, some of my friends in the Hebrew Roots movement and the festivals and the customs and yeah. this allegory and that allegory. Oh, and obviously, Jesus said nobody knows the day or the hour. I don't think that he meant us to take that to mean that when we come up to 2000 years, that's the day or the hour. Sure. Um, I mean, I I know you weren't exactly saying that, Ryan, but I'm just, I've I've just seen too many. And we saw a lot of them with this last election, just uh, Mm. a Mm. lot of things just went flat on their heads. And a lot of them were very cyclical things. So, well, I don't know. I don't. I don't read too much into that myself. Nor do I. And and you know whatever the things, whether it's there's another blood moon, you know. First of all, the the uh, those eclipses. Yeah, those blood moon books are being sold in the bargain yeah, basement. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what the Bible was talking about. Yeah, I, I, I've each. done that before. Eighty-eight reasons why Jesus is coming back in 1988. Well, that one. <laughs> I should just write my own book. Eighty-eight reasons why Jesus is coming back. Some day and yeah. then yeah. there'll be no problem <laughs> yeah so i you know I, I i'm a firm believer in uh the dead in christ shall rise and then we who are alive and remain will be caught up in the air to join them that's about all i know but i i'm with you bob we've talked about this a lot we don't put dates we don't try to define that it is interesting that it's been two thousand years but then on the other hand you know it, it says a, a thousand years is a day so it's kind of like it's only been a couple of days for jesus so, you know. well and then people argue about the date of the crucifixion anyway i'm a 33 AD yeah, yeah. guy there's a lot of people that are 36 ad uh, they're wrong okay they're wrong, of course. They're wrong. <laughs> but just to say you, there's, dis- <laughs> there's disagreement we have the bob the bob here to yeah. tell us exactly when jesus was oh wait but let me say it in a way that'll be persuasive they're wrong they don't know what they're talking about <laughs> Yeah. There, if, that if, clincher. If you disagree with me, you disagree with history. If you history. don't agree with me when Christ is coming, then you just don't know anything about oh, the Bible. I don't know what's going on with Jim over there, though. He's uh, somehow lost his, <laughs> he's lost his headphones, uh, and if only you guys not, could see. So, oh, so, uh, oh, so, and I, I tried to mention this at the beginning of Crosstalk, but I seem to always forget that uh, oh, I'm oh, kind of a Bobby. commanding... Command and control here, and, and Bob and Jim are piped in through Zoom, so that's why. Which is why Ryan always sounds better. Than I, us. I know it's just funny how it works out like that, huh? I, my my setup. Well, just we're just is... so humble; we don't need to sound as good. Oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. I got to do what I can do to catch up oh. with you guys. You know, y'all y'all been doing this a few years longer than I have, but. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. What do you tell us? Oh, did we just lose Jim? Okay. I was going to say between the Zoom reverberation and my Fauci impression, there's really be a lot of vibrating on this show. <laughs> I got a little bit of editing to do here, but that's all right. 
I always mark the time. It makes it easy to to go back and do did that. Jim get thing. raptured. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> what on Why did his studio just blow up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is? <laughs> did you did you fall out of your chair? Like how did that I'm even? Ha- <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't yeah. looking at you when it happened. What happened? I don't know. Something Bob said just knocked my headpiece off. Oh, were you laughing? Did you laugh and fall out of your chair? I think I, I think I leaned my head back because you said something funny. Oh and my then, gosh! So, so oh, you know, and the cord got caught. So one, one, so one of my jokes brought the house down. Yeah, well, it brought my house down. Yeah, so. well, we okay, got to leave some of the, We've got to leave some of this in, Ryan. Maybe edit out the long space. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I, yeah, I will. Or edit out this part where I'm giving you advice on how to edit. You can edit that out. Okay, okay, maybe we'll see. I don't know. Maybe they'll find the behind the scenes stuff interesting but uh okay so we're okay so where do we where do we go from we've talked about revival of course we've talked about the church well the freedom of speech issue i'm going to talk about this a little more on my friday show matt gates was uh, scheduled to come speak at anaheim Mm. and the city of anaheim decided not to let him come And it was good. He was going to be with that uh, senator. I think the woman from Georgia, that's uh, made the a- congresswoman, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yes. Yeah. She was going to join okay. them. And the city of, and it gets back to what I was saying before. When you hear the different reasons, they were saying, well, we believe in free speech, but we don't feel that their values are consistent with the position of our city, which is just a high pollutant way of saying we don't believe in free speech. But then they got a lot of bad feedback. So they changed it. Say, Although. We're, we're just we're just concerned about safety. I guess it goes back to COVID again. COVID is just the excuse for everything. Yeah, but it, we're not trying to censor anybody, you know, COVID safety. So anyway, I'll I'll talk a little more about that on Friday. But that's certainly been on my radar that and the two of you probably have some examples on your mind that the erosion of free speech, the threat to free speech. To me, that's always the biggest issue. We lose freedom of speech. We've lost everything. I'm a big believer in the Second Amendment, but there'll be no Second Amendment without the first. Some would argue that we need the Second Amendment to protect the first. I get that. But to, uh, you study dictatorships, censoring speech is always the first thing that goes. You know, um, this thing that's going on the, uh, with uh, Facebook and, and uh, censoring that, uh, the line, I caught the line. I was looking for my notes here from the other night, but um, it was anything that we deem to be uh, not true. Who Who is determining that? You know, what that means is anything we don't agree with, we're going to deem that as not being true, so it's worth, then we can yeah. censor. And it, it's just so arrogant, and probably these people pat themselves on the back and think they really are that smart. I have just found generally that the greater the arrogance, the greater the ignorance. And that's a sad, sad combination. Yeah, and, and it's really sad. It's there is, and I think people need to understand. And and uh, I I know especially like my parents' generation and their parents' generation. I think much more than my generation. I'm I'm in my forties, but my generation I think a lot less trusts the established medical authorities. I to to my parents' generation, it was it was if the doctor. The doctor says, or doctor says something. It's the law, like it is truth. It is from the mouth of a god, yeah. almost. And I have personal ex- nothing against doctors at all. There's some great doctors out there, but people need to understand they are not God. They are not perfect. And I, my my wife and I were in a very precarious situation physically, um, uh, or she was. She was pregnant in a very bad situation. And the doctor that we called and talked to about her situation was dead wrong. And I use that word dead actually fairly literally. The, the advice that he gave us was potentially fatal. And yeah. we had to think for ourselves in that instance, not trust what that guy had said and do something else. And again, I'm not knocking doctors at all with that statement other than to say that they are they are not God. And neither is the no. CDC, neither is the NIH, and there is approved there's approved science. Like there's a there's an article up at cgm.news right now. And it's an article that links over to cell.com, c e l l.com. This is a scientific site that shows that has a, a scientific study up there proving long-term uh, natural immunity to COVID-19 with those who have had it. 
And that yeah. that is that is a oh, verboten. I mean, that is that is not allowed to be that the the twenty one year old uh, Facebook fact checker would would flag that is misinformation. Exactly. And, and yeah. people look. Would you try? Would you have trust the Nazi Ministry of Health? Would you have trusted the uh, the USSR's Ministry of Health? Do you trust right now China's Ministry of Health? Like, it's important. But they get away with it by by changing the price tags and titles and calling us the Nazis. And, and the ones using all the Nazi tactics yeah. are calling the opposition the Nazis. And their definition of following the science is you didn't get removed from YouTube. Yeah, and and yeah. You, you touched on something there. Um, the money. You know, follow the money, they say. And, and what does the scripture tell us? That the, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And the pharmaceutical industry, I have felt for years, has been one of the, the scariest things in our culture. Uh, you know, if you guys watch TV, and I don't watch much TV, but uh, when the commercials come on, and there's so many commercials for various drugs to help whatever your problem is, and there's always that disclaimer at the end, and oh, the yeah. fine print. And, oh, yeah. and sometimes the, the side effects of that drug are worse than whatever it is you're trying to cure. And, but they just go ahead and market these things and they keep pushing them. And so I don't have much trust in that industry. Uh, I have a good doctor that I trust and uh, I'm, I'm happy to have a good family doctor. But uh, the industry as a whole, when it becomes about making money, uh, then I'm very skeptical. Yeah, and, and a lot and, of, and a lot of doctors, it's they have become, and other doctors admit this. There are other doctors. I'm speaking for other doctors now that have said the same thing. That a big part of the medical industry, where doctors are purveyors of pills, you have this yeah. problem, pill. You have this problem, pill. And of course, mm -hmm. the pharmaceutical companies are loving that all day, all night, every day. But when mm -hmm. so many of our ailments can be solved by perhaps a better diet. Or you know There's, other yeah. other things that can be done. A, a holistic approach to health right. is incredibly. If we're just going to sit around eating Krispy Kremes and Snickers and and you know eighty five ounce cokes or whatever, but oh, and I'm sick for some reason, <laughs> you know, and I'm <laughs> yeah, and, I, and right. I go to the and I go to the doctor and the doctor, oh well, here take this pill or whatever, without addressing kind of the root of the problem. And that's why we, you know, it's like you would love it. I would love it more than anybody else if. The big pharmaceutical companies were nothing but angels. I have nothing against pharmaceuticals. I certainly have nothing against doctors or even a medical establishment. But, you know, something to the tune of 300 to 400,000 people die every year from, uh, from bad effects of pharmaceutical drugs. That's their data. That's their freaking data. And so, uh, you know, at some point we have to go, you know what? You know, on some level, I got to start thinking for myself and taking my health into my own hands and so forth. And I don't need to get on a big soapbox about that. And again, I'm not I'm certainly not anti-doctor and I would love it. But look, when billions and trillions of dollars are at play, you we cannot deceive ourselves into thinking that the that the the industry, uh, the industrial medical complex, so to speak, uh, take off of Eisenhower's industrial military complex um, right. is 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 you know has perfectly pure motives, and I think we've seen this a lot with the with the COVID jabs, but you know that's that's a that's a whole other whole other issue. Yeah, well, I was I, making I a little note to myself while Ryan was talking to cancel my box of Krispy Kreme donuts for his Christmas present this well, year. So. Well, you know, I'll hey, come up, I'll come uh, up with another idea. No, I, but hey, here's the thing, though. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do my duty. I'm gonna obey Fauci. Go get the COVID jab, and then I'll get my free Krispy Kreme right there. So <laughs> I, so I'll be so I will not deprive myself. I mean, what a what a reward there. But mm. uh, but you know, obviously, and, and and again, I'm not against like you know having a having a dessert or anything like that. But it's it's just this idea that pills are gonna solve all of our problems. Yeah. And and it's and it's certainly and it's certainly not. And and again, when there are billions, trillions of dollars at play, when we have you know many new billionaires as a result of the COVID jabs, uh, you know, it's it's only common sense, especially when the scripture says that the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, and many yeah. by longing for it have 
wandered away from the faith and so forth. But the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. I'm sorry, but I, yeah. I just don't trust when some when there's billions of dollars at play. Maybe they put out a good product. They, there can be billions of dollars at play, and they put out a good product. But our antenna should be up, and we should be discerning, and we should think for ourselves and not just let uh, the, quote, experts do all of our thinking for us, just like your brilliant show Jim, and also I know, Jim, you talked about it on Bob's radio show a few weeks ago about follow the science and just going through the history of the so many times that the, yeah. that the quote, scientific community has been wrong, including like bleeding out George Washington and stuff, which ended up killing him. So uh, we got to look, if we don't learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it. Okay. In medical rant, I'm done. Okay. Well, <laughs> and on that thing, I want to try to tie some of these together. Um, there are different schools of thinking in medicine, and I prefer those whose goal is to get a person well, not just to treat the symptoms and keep them on a prescription. Here's one of the things about back to the, uh, the uh, Pfizer uh, vaccine that they're saying, you know, now it's two, two vaccinations. They're saying probably a third and, and really probably annual vaccination. So what they're saying is, you're going to have to keep coming back and back for more and more every year. You're going to have to get another update. Now, to me, that sounds just like the, you know, the drug dealer on the street. First time's free. And, and then, yeah. then we got you hooked. Yeah. Uh, so, so that wow. concerns me, those kind of things. They, they don't plan to ever tell us we're beyond this virus. They yeah. love the no. control it's given them. And the money. Yeah. You don't want it to yeah. ever end. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you could steal an election with a virus in well, my opinion that, that's why that they're really telling us happened. we still have to wear a mask even if we get vaccinated yeah or if somebody yeah. doesn't get vaccinated at the school humiliate just them with wearing yeah. a mask we yeah. need suspenders and a belt i'm just so tired of it yeah and we yeah. haven't even talked about the number of people that have actually died as a result of giving getting the covid vaccine if you look at the vares the a vaccine adverse event reporting system uh, there's something to the effect of more people that have died from the covid jab than all other vaccines in history of at least with the reporting of the VAERS combined. I mean, there's a huge spike. There was a um, report out of Scotland with Scottish numbers that uh, about 0.1% of the population died after getting the the COVID jab. Uh, something yeah. like 5,500 people died within like 28 days of getting the COVID jab. And I'm, and it's not saying that all of them necessarily are of that, but even if half or, or, or likely more, I mean, it, it's it's a lot. There, it, It's look, and then you've got, I mean, uh, dude, there, there are some t- stories online about the results of getting this thing that, that um, people have testified publicly about this, even in, in yeah, front of government scary. panels that, I mean, yeah. uh, I think... Look, a lot of a lot of people think that this is in line with population control. They're trying to and making making it to where girls cannot have babies even in the future. It's it, oh, I can see that you can't have, you can only have one baby because of COVID. Everything's going to be because of COVID. Yeah, or that the COVID jab itself um, destroys destroys the their reproductive system. It's um, there's. A I lot. think we will see people jack the numbers and and say that just as the people were saying that every death last year was a result of COVID, no matter, even if somebody got it, I know of somebody who got hit by a car and they marked it as COVID because he had COVID, but that's not why he died. He got hit by a car and the same people that attributed everything to COVID last year will attribute no death to the vaccine this year as we go. They'll try to change it and explain how they really died for some of Well, because reason. we're in a, a post-truth society, ultimately. It's simply about, and this is what I keep, we all have the things we keep coming back to. I keep coming back to the communist agenda, the Maoist revolution before our eyes. It is not about truth. They know they're lying. They know they're hypocrites. They know they're contradictory. One of those 55 Texas Democrats or whatever went on, uh, Twitter actually and confessed as such. He tried to spin it in a positive way, but he, he even called it a, a mistake. Actually, um, we we know what they're doing, and they're they're trying to create a uniparty, stay in power forever, and that's what all this lies and the deception and and everything. And is that's why Trump about. was a threat because Trump was going to go to Washington and discover what they were doing. Yeah, 
and he they wasn't a to... threat because he was a racist. He wasn't a threat because of the border. He was a threat because of the deep state. Yeah, and he still is. And uh, he's, so he's still out there. Yeah, I, I, it's uh, interesting. It's it's wild. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But they will see that guy in jail before they'll allow him to run for president. Yeah, but I, you know, I still uh, and another thing that I go back to, I still believe it's it's possible that God does something here uh, and does something like put him back in power and does something like because uh, perhaps this is perhaps these audits are a freight train. And and as you know, a QAnon phrase that I love the phrase, even though I don't believe in QAnon, you know, no one can stop what is coming. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. Maybe maybe the fact that we've gotten this far and there's many other states uh, that are looking at it and they're setting up groups to do audits in all 50 states. Hey, who knows? Who knows? And who but knows? The what Bible else? says all things work together for those who love God. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. even this, these nightmares we've been going through the last six months will work together. And, somehow and maybe this is what had to happen for this republic yeah. to be cleaned yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. So, well, and even uh, back to my hobby horse, but, but not just, you know, uh, on, on a political level, but to bring this country back to a place of embracing the Christian values that this country was built on. I think the three of us agree on that. Um, we need to come back to that. So whatever it takes to get us to that point. Now, uh, you know, you know, uh, I've, I've spoke a lot about that. We need to pray. We need revival, but we also need people like you, Ryan, doing uh, CGMRadio.com and Bob Siegel, your show out there in San Diego. And, and we need the voices out there to bring truth to people, to point out things that are wrong. And uh, there certainly have been other voices, and there have been louder voices than ours. But but that's where a lot of our hope is, I think, in, in the people that will keep speaking up. You know, you look in the Old Testament, the prophets were usually outnumbered, you know, but they didn't stop telling the truth and didn't they didn't stop calling out people who were wrong. And, and uh, so... We, we may have to live in caves <laughs> like the prophets, but we can't stop speaking what we know the truth is. Yeah, and I, and I personally believe, I, it's, it's crazy to say, but I personally believe that this is the process. This is the process. This is what had to go through. In a lot of ways, maybe to bring, to expose the, the church for what it is in the United States of America, which the church is just uh, weak. Weak, yeah. timid, yeah. compliant, complacent. Oh, okay, government, you say to do okay. Well, whatever you say, bow the knee. Um, yeah. And then with yeah. with the theology, like what you're talking about, and the lack of prayer, um, this COVID exposed that. And even all with what happened with the election has has more so brought us to our knees, and just seeing the real threat that that's that's out there and even just mm-hmm. well, and the defunding of the police and rolling over and looking the other way when yeah, my goodness, how did we get that far who yeah. was speaking out against that last year it's yeah. it is absolutely absolutely incredible so no we uh i so i i believe this is all part of the process of god transforming this nation into something beautiful now uh, you know, I could be wrong. Maybe we just sink into a become a communist hellhole. Uh, but that's not my belief. That's not how I'm praying. And I'm praying and believing God for great things. And uh, and and not just like what, to to what yeah. you're saying, Jim. It, it's you know, if we clean up the political, that's only going to last us so long. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the the Christian church. Uh, God's people have to have to return to Him and humble themselves and and pray salt and seek His earth. face and turn from their wicked ways. Yeah, and be the the salt, be the salt and the be the salt and the light. The light well, the world. well yeah. gentlemen, we are okay. um, kind of at the end of our time. A- any parting <laughs> words before we before we sign off? Have fun editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Amen. No, only that it's an honor to be with both of you as always. Yeah, I I say the same thing. I love both of you guys a lot, and and uh, just on a personal note, you can edit this out if you want to. But uh, you know, I retired uh, over a year ago, and I am I'm having so much fun at this stage of my life doing these uh, these shows, the crosstalk, the podcast that I'm doing, and the radio show with you, Bob. And I feel like I have a great outlet 
to use my voice. And so retiring from the pulpit has not uh, been a depressing thing for me. It's actually been kind of a, a second wind for me because it's challenging and I'm having to be more creative. So I'm loving doing this. So thank you for letting me be a part. You were like a caterpillar that transformed into a butterfly. Wow. The caterpillar was the pastor. Yeah, the I, butterfly I, is the podcast GM host. Radio. I, yeah. I, I think I like tadpoles and bullfrogs oh. for myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, guys, uh, and I, Hey, look, I, I'm not going to edit this out because that, that was beautifully said, but I'll just say, as I've said many times, it's absolutely an honor having you guys a part of the CGM Radio Network. I, I never imagined when I started this network I would have gentlemen of, of your caliber and, of course, uh, the other hosts that are that are going on the, the Faith, Reason, Culture podcast as well. It's just it's really phenomenal uh, to me. It's amazing to me to be surrounded by the likes of, of you gentlemen, and I'm the better for it. I know our listeners are the better for it, so we love you guys, too. And, and really appreciate you guys. So, all right, well, that'll do it for this episode of Crosstalk on the CGMRadio.com network. Make sure to check us out online, CGMRadio.com. Subscribe to all of our shows, Bob Siegel Show, Since You Asked, World News Brief, Fake Reason Culture. Uh, get in there, lots of good stuff going on. And to my listeners of World News Brief, I will not be doing a show next week, but I think we might still have a little something for you. So stay tuned on that. And remember, you can email us, crosstalk at cgmradio.com. We would love to answer any questions you have on future broadcasts. And, of course, cgm.news for the latest breaking news. God bless. We'll see you next time.